Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm covering Beyond Wrestling's Perfection or Vanity Show. This event took place this past Sunday in Massachusetts uh, at the White Eagle. Um, Beyond Wrestling has been around since 2009. They've featured many events. And the reason why I covered this event, because one match in particular really interested me, and that was Zack Sabre Jr. coming in to wrestle Fancy Ryan Clancy. And that sounded like a hell of a match to watch. And I, and I, and I wanted to decide, you know what, that'd be the Beyond Wrestling would be the perfect show to cover for Take It Home Podcast. I know I've, I've covered a few Beyond shows in the past. I know I've covered a few Wrestle Open shows in the past. So I'm looking forward to checking in and seeing what the uh, the people of Beyond Wrestling are doing these days. Uh, overall, I thought it was not the best show. Um, there's about two matches that I enjoyed. There's a lot of craziness and wackiness. There's a lot of some, there's some like I said, there's some good there's some bad and there's some very ugly on this show. Um, it's I, there's a lot of talent on this show. I will say, you know, not I don't want to knock the talent specifically. There's a lot of talented people. I just think they were put in wrong matches. I think they were at times a lot of the matches were booked for tongue in cheek, too cutesy, and I just I just can't I can deal with like one match like that on a card you know a little break in the middle a little a little levity to kind of ease the crowd from like maybe a, a more intense match beforehand and you're just kind of just breaking up i don't mind that you know like i i don't mind you know before we see the horsemen battle dusty rose and the road warriors and you know those wild matches you know i don't mind a I never mind a boogie woogie Jimmy Valiant coming in and you know tussling with uh, Pistol Pez Watley and Paul Jones and all the other goons in uh, Jones' army. Like that's fine, you know. It's fine. It's not the main event, main event on a small spot show, but you know on a major show, it's usually around their match number two or three. I don't mind it, but this show had. I felt like they had like four or five of those matches. And this show had a lot of matches. All together, there was 12 matches. One was an impromptu match. You know how much I love those. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a lot. And we're going to, so since there's 12 matches, let's just dive right into it. Um, the opening of the show started off with uh, Chang Thomas with his manager, Sydney, Sydney Bacabella. And. Chang Thomas, the world-class Chang Thomas, is a really good-looking athlete. I really enjoy his work. He's one of my favorites to watch in Russell Open and also for uh, Beyond as well. And and others, I think I've seen him in Limitless Pro Wrestling and a couple other shows on the IWTV network. He's a hell of a talent. And and he's wrestling on this show, Promise Thomas Santel. And so really looking forward to this one. And this match, you know, was was a very solid opening match. Um, you need to start a show with a really solid wrestling, and these guys delivered. But before the match, in the ring was Bacabella and Shane Thomas. And Bacabella, he cut this promo and went forever. The fans started chanting something at him, and they finally stopped. And he said, I knew you guys couldn't keep it going. 
and the fans didn't even react to that. <laughs> like they just stopped even giving any kind of any kind of heat. And Bacapelli, I feel like there's a good manager in there, but he just wants to play this parody of a wrestling manager. And to me, it just hurts Chang Thomas. He doesn't add anything to Chang Thomas. He needs to drop the whole, I'm this old school wrestling manager from back in the old days. You know, I'm a, I'm a Hall of Famer from the WWE. Like, no, dude, just, it doesn't get heat. It's just stupid. And like I said, Chang Thomas is a good talent, a main event talent, a guy I can see in the WWE, a guy I can see in AEW. I, I believe in his abilities that much. I mean, if if he was out here in California, I'd be, you know, if I, I want to book again. You know, I want to run a promotion again and have him on my roster because I think, you know, he's so talented. He's one of those guys. Um, I enjoy his work a lot. And Thomas Antel, of course, 20-year veteran. Um, he has the, the, the nerd gimmick, the wrestling servant, you know, it just he does it so well, and this match was set up like apparently there was a, a attack at the wrestling a Beyond School, which uh, Thomas Centel is uh, a head trainer uh, of uh, Kenny Doan, I believe, and um, there's attack by Chang Thomas, which led to this match. So this match started off hot, and it was a good, solid wrestling match. Um, Thomas cut off a uh, Chang Thomas cut off Thomas Centel. And went to work on his midsection. That was the story. It was so easy to follow. It was so refreshing. Um, and the shots are solid. Um, it went and Santel doesn't die out there. He fights back. And even when he fights back, he throws a nice shot back at Thomas. You can hear it connect. It's just good, good, good quality of wrestling. Um and the finish was was a good finish. Uh, Santel was was up, and then uh, Bacabella jumped on the apron. Santel grabbed Bacabella, but he grabbed him by his wig. Oh yeah, he this manager wears a, a, a gray wig, and of course Santel grabbed the wig, he, and the wig came off, and this allowed Bacabella to escape. Channing Thomas tried to uh, try to attack. Santel from behind, but Santel sideswiped him, so Thomas went through the ropes, and then uh, Santel tried to suplex Thomas back in the ring, but Bacabella grabbed the leg, the old Rick Rude, Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 5 finish, and Chang Thomas won, and that was about 7 minutes, 13 seconds, I believe the match time was, really good opener, great, like I said, set the pace, you know, I always feel... You know, it's not. I, I I always feel it's what it was what was expected from shows. Is what you know. The most important match was the main event that's going to draw the money. But the second most important match, that opener, it's that sets the pace for the rest of the night. And and I'm a strong believer. Give good quality wrestling in that opening match because people buy a ticket to see wrestling. When they, I want them when they get in the building when they sit down. The first thing I see is a nice, good wrestling show. Because that's what they're there for. They're there to watch wrestling, right? Uh, you know, you don't go to the baseball game to, you know, to watch just just the uh, the shenanigans on the outside with the, the gimmicks from the, you know, the base running or on the scoreboard. Like, 
you want to watch baseball, right? That's what you're there for. Um, and that's why I think at, 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 when I was booking for APW, Premier Wrestling, I always wanted the first match to be a good wrestling show, wrestling match to just set the pace for the rest of the show. So I thought these guys did a great job. So I'm like, I'm pumped, man. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, you know, I'm glad I picked this show. Looking forward to what's next. And what's next? Match number two was a four-way match. Bobby Orlando defeated Aaron Rourke, Desmond Cole, and Ichiban in seven minutes and two seconds. And this was a four-way independent wrestling match that you see, you know, on every show, uh, any indie wrestling shows. It's going to go the same way. Uh, four guys all start. Two guys go out. Two guys in the ring. They do their shit. They get knocked out. There comes the other guy. It's just, you know... A bunch of stuff you know there's going to be a dive out sequence uh it's that's what it was and there's a lot of talent in this match aaron rourke i never seen before i only saw like a, I, I think i just saw like a a couple things he did nothing really stood out to me um the guy i really like is ichiban mask wrestler smaller wrestler um he just so charismatic such a likable baby face um good athlete and i'm like man i wish he was in a different match you know i wish he wasn't wasted in this four-way match and I, you know because he's a hell of a talent and, say, and the guy i really like that i'm really liking too is desmond cole he's also a smaller wrestler he's a little stockier than ichiban but he has a lot of charisma a lot of bo- charisma with his body language um he does a lot of the flying stuff but he does it so differently with a little twist of personality on it that he just stands out than a lot of your typical indie wrestlers out there. This guy really has something. Um, I can see him, you know, in a major company. I think he, because of his size, I think, he, and I think he'd be best if he had a tag team partner and he could be in a, a part of a fun, exciting tag team. His tag team partner could be more grounded, more of the power, uh, maybe more of the size of the team. And Cole, you know, Desmond Cole can be the guy that does all the athletic spots and um, gets a hot tag because he's excuse me, he's really exciting, really exciting stuff. Bart Orlando, he's Jimmy Valiant. He's Jimmy Valiant of Beyond Wrestling. A uh, ton of charisma. Um, he's a good talent. He just, he's just, that's what he is, Jimmy. He's Jimmy Fallon. So, like, and that's great. You know, like, he would be that guy on this roster. He would be that guy that's the fun baby face that's, that goes out there. He's Jimmy Fallon. He's slapping hands. He's doing this. And he can still, and he can go too. But the thing is, with Beyond Wrestling, it's like you have multiple people that have like these ironic gimmicks, right? These ironic comedy. They they just it just it just you can't take it serious. Um and it hurts guys with like Bobby Orlando, you know, of the types, you know, that could really, you know, be that guy. But then you got all these other goofballs on the roster. And it's just I don't know. It, it's frustrating. I thought this like these four guys just thrown together in this four-way match. And I felt like they could have been broken up into different matches. And it could have been a more, it could have been a, uh, a solid card with them spread out 
working other you know other people and just having really good matches but it's just here they are throwing throwing a four-way and do a bunch do a bunch of spots you got six or seven and no story to it just 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 doing spots and i don't know to me it's just a waste of their talent uh the next match match number three was a women's match it was uh clara carreras versus shannon Levangi. This match went uh, three minutes and fifteen seconds and no contest. Right went at the bell. <laughs> These girls, I knew this was going to be a short match because they just went to like this long extended spot. Like the whole match just kept going and going and going. It felt like no one's going to take a breath, and it was very choreographed. Very, you could just tell they're like, just going to their spots. It's like, okay, what's next? Okay, now we do this, and now you hit that, and now I'm going to be here. Now the strong going to stand, and this, you know, it just had no emotion to it. It just, they just kept going and going at a fast pace it was a quick pace but slow at the same time and I, it's kind of weird to say that but like you could just see them like you know they're, they're moving quickly but you could see them like slowly getting into holds and getting into the suplexes and getting to the slams and or, you know whipping each other off the ropes slowly like okay now it's your turn now it's our now it's you take you know now it's this spot, spot number 64 we have planned for this match. It's only like three minutes long. All of a sudden, music hits. There's a reaction. I don't, I don't recognize the music. Out came Megan Bain. Uh, she has like this goddess gimmick. She's very tall. I think she's like five foot 11, um, thickly built. Um, she has that you know, Amazon goddess look. Great look. Tremendous. The whole goddess gear she looks fantastic and she's been out with a, a serious leg injury for i think well over a year now and i believe i remember someone told me i i'm pretty sure that she was signed to aw at one point i think or she had it i don't know if she still has that but you know if she's a she's a prospect and i think aw would definitely should sign her up you know um and you know don't let, let her st- be stuck on youtube for her a long time but she seems to have a lot of potential she just comes in stands there poses the other girls are shocked staring at her finally claire carreras goes there and gives her like some lip like why are you doing this why are you interrupting my match blah blah, blah. and megan bain just kind of shoves her down and 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 carreras is just done for the match the rest of the match and then and then uh bain gets uh shannon levangie picks her up gives her a big choke slam and that's it like Honestly, I would just booked and promoted Megan Bain's ret- return after a, a, a long injury and booked her against one of these girls to beat quickly. You know, it didn't have to be long. You know, could have been shorter than this three minutes, 15 seconds that these girls have. But, like, I mean, I know it's a uh, – it, I mean, unless you're a big, big star, it's, like, not worth it to really do these surprises. But I think, like – you could have just maybe sold a few more tickets if people knew that she was going to be on their show. You know what I mean? Like maybe, you know, or just, I just don't, why waste the time? You know, why waste time with the whole surprise? It's just, to me, just doesn't not worth doing. I would just go straight to the match and just get it done. Um, the next match, match number four was um, Ray jazz defeating Ricky Shane page in 10 minutes and 34 seconds. Ray Jazz beat him with his backslide. He always has a he has a great backslide and always has a really cool way to get into it. Um, this match, 
was okay. It wasn't the one of the best I've seen from Ray Jazz. Um, Ricky Shane Page is a, a big guy. He has a pretty good look. And I know you're, you know, I'm, might shock people me saying that because, you know, I think I get a reputation for like, oh, LaRocca just likes the body guys. Everyone has to be like Rick Rude or Lex Luger. I mean, he's, to me, you got to look like a professional fucking wrestler. That's why, you know. And there's a reason why when guys like Chain Thomas, Thomas Santel, Ray Jazz come through the curtain, you know, they look like wrestlers. They just, they look like they should be on TV, right? They're, they're ready for TV, the look wise, right? Um, Ricky Shane Page is a, a, a large guy, big old chest tattoo, big old belly, uh, has some athleticism, um, but his work is just very indie. Um, look to me, he got very blown up in there. He throws these four European uppercuts. I would just not, dude, cut that out because they look like shit. Um, this match didn't have it. A real flow to it, I didn't feel like as well. It's going to be a theme of all these matches, honestly. Um, they, I just didn't feel like they were it, they connected in there. And Ricky Shane Page, this is and it, this is he's probably not taking my advice because this guy's been wrestling for twenty years, but twenty years of what? You know what I mean? Like like, but dude, like study Dick Murdoch. You know, like. Like, be different. Um, study. Take some stuff from him. Be the wild and crazy man. That's what you look like, man. You're just this big dude. Big old big old chest tattoo and the big belly. And, you know, be that scrappy wild fighter like Dick Murdoch was. You know, he kind of looked like young Dickie Murdoch in some ways. And he looks like a cross between little Dickie Murdoch and uh, a Sailor Moon White. Like, just, you know, like, be... Be, be different like that. I think you can stand out, you know, more, and your work will be better. You don't have to try to do these moves and spots and cutters and fuck that shit. Like, you know, keep it simple. Work on your personality out there. Get the wild man over, because um, you look like a wild man. Like you, you know, but you know, show more personality out there. Like I said, Ray Jazz won with the backslide. After the match, uh, there was a promo by Ricky Shane Page in the ring, and he started cutting this really emotional promo. And he announced after 20 years, he signed to M- he signed his first contract in wrestling. He signed to MLW, and that's good, you know, good for him. Um, I I hope he got a, a good deal. I I know I've I know many people that work for MLW in the past. I know what they. I know what they paid in the past, and it wasn't much than a standard indie booking for a lot of these guys. So we'll see. But um, good for him. I'm glad he. Uh, I'm glad he's uh, happy with that. And he, you know, he tried to. You know, he's cut this really emotional. You know, keep working hard, keep grinding to all these um, young workers out there and stuff like that. And um, but yeah, this match. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Ray Jazz guy. I, I enjoy his work. I think he has a lot. A lot of potential, more to improve, but um, this wasn't one of my favorites of his. But um, you know, he Ray Jazz won. He continued to be undefeated in both Beyond Wrestling and also Wrestling Open. So um, coming up is the big 
wrestling open championship tournament. They're going to crown their first wrestling open champion. And it would be pretty cool if uh, Ray Jazz is always the finals, but loses the finals, right? His first loss is the finals. Um, like, you know, I just think that's such a, you know, a cool lot first time for his first loss. Cause it's going to mean something. Cause he's been undefeated since this, you know, wrestling open started and it would mean something big. Whoever wins the title and they beat him, you know, I think it'd be, it'd be, it'd be really cool. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Who's going to win it. I don't know. But I can definitely see um, um, Ray Jazz in the finals there. The next matchup, match number, was this? Match number four now, I believe it was. No, match number five was <laughs> Ali Catch versus Love Doug. Ali Catch beat Love Doug in. Um, in eight minutes and nineteen seconds, this match wasn't really a match, more than just an angle. An eight minutes and nineteen seconds angle. Basically, story is Love Doug, who's apparently married a little mean Kathleen, is also in love because that's he just loves everyone. Is has a crush on Ali Catch, but Ali Catch is not into Love Doug that way. And so, they're scheduled to wrestle. They're having a match. Love Doug's trying to do everything he can to catch the eye of Allie Catch and make her notice him and, you know, show his love. And she's feels awkward about this situation. Um, but they still do wrestling spots. And it's fucking weird, man. It just, I don't know what this was. This was... And it's hard to, it's, they're trying to tell the story. And Love Doug, I thought, did a great job of being this sad, heartbroken guy, you know, like, but Ally Cat, you could just tell, like, she's not a good actress and she's kind of like laughing under her breath about the, you know, kind of, she's just, it's just, she's not taking it serious. It's hard. She's can't get into this. And it's, it's a really goofy thing to book, right? Now, one of the things I've always wanted to book, I never booked it, was a love storyline. You know, I really wanted that a book something that's really like captured the audience and uh, people get invested and in, you know the a love story in wrestling, right? Um, but I would never did it because I never felt comfortable with anyone that could pull it off. Like you know, like it's definitely something for WWE level. You know, um, I know a lot of people. Uh, was it during the pandemic time was into the Manny Rose and Otis thing was uh, pretty well done. But once it was over, it was over. And, um, you know, there's hasn't been too much, uh, you know, maybe Macho Man and Elizabeth, you know, but that, that was a great moment when they got reunited at WrestleMania seven, but trying to think of any other kind of love storylines or anything that really caught, caught, you know, grad people. But, this one it just 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 wasn't working, right? And and the finish was, Alley Catch goes to kiss Love Doug, and Love Doug like falls to the mat, and he's just like waiting for the kiss, and Alley Catch kind of straddles him, and like she's getting close to kiss him, but it was either her she was gonna kiss him or she just used it to because he got pinned because his shoulders on the mat. I don't know. It's just was it. This was just what 
two eight minutes of this. I think they could have told this story in four. And right after this match out, out came little mean Kathleen with Teddy Goods. And little mean Kathleen is pissed at Love Doug, her husband, for lusting after Alley Catch. And and she's pissed. And she tells Love Doug, if you want out, you're going to have to fight for it. So I'm okay. They're going to build some kind of mixed tag at Wrestle Open, or they're going to do it at the next Beyond show, which I believe is the end of, end of March. But no, it's an impromptu match. They're going to do it now. And if Love Doug and Alley Catch beat Little Mean Kathleen and Teddy Goods, Love Doug is out of the marriage with Little Mean Kathleen. The match goes three minutes and 57 seconds. What do you know? Little Mean Kathleen and Teddy Goods win. Love Doug is not out of the marriage. And I feel like just a bunch of stuff just happened with, with, with in like 10 minutes. Like they could have just spread this out. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't, they don't have alley catch for future bookings, so they have to do it now and just get it over with. But man, dude, this was this was rough to get through for me. Like it's just, ugh, it just didn't work. Cause like little mean Kathleen, she's great. I freaking love her. And the way she came off, she came off as a heel. And I guess she's a heel now, but she shouldn't be a heel, even though her name is Little Mean Kathleen. She's a little mean because she's crazy. Like, oh, this girl, she just, she looks, she's little and she looks, she's, but she's nuts and wild. And they should call a little crazy Kathleen. Honestly, that kind of fits her, fits her more. But she's this old baby face. You want to root for her, right? I don't, I don't, I don't like seeing her in this heel role. But, uh, and she's like, you know, she's the uh, Jimmy Valiant equivalent on the female side like she's just a character that's wild and crazy and goofy and she's perfect right for her comedy shit work because she is funny she you know it's it's you you she does it so well you actually believe this kid this girl's crazy this girl's lmk man she's she's just comes out with a wild eye look and rah she just, and she looks like this cute little girl. You're just like, you know, you just want to fucking root her. Around. Why is she your fucking heel here? I don't know. But, man. Ugh. I wish. And then Teddy Goods, I feel like he should be doing more in this, in this, on this show. Like, you know, look at Teddy Goods. Like, hey, put him with versus Ichiban. I want to see that match. Put him with um, versus Desmond Cole. I want to see that match too. Like, that'd be a fun, solid match. But here they are just. All wasting their time in this. The next match, match number, uh, God, what's that? Number seven now. <laughs> Singles match, Slade defeats Uptown Andy Brown in three minutes and 52 seconds. This match um, was a hard-hitting slam match. Like, you know, suplex, hard-hitting moves. <coughs> It was like a Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley match with uh, less intimidating people, right? Um, it just, it just didn't work, honestly, because this this crowd was dead for this match. And he's got a suplexing each other. Andy Brown, I remember him from Southern California Indies. He was, you know, pretty solid worker. Slade is, I don't know, I just never really got into his matches. 
At least it wasn't weapons. It was just slams and clotheslines and punches. But just no one cared. No one cared in that building for maybe they don't know Uptown Andy Brown. I don't know. I believe he lives in Florida now. I think he relocated out there. Um, Slade. I know he's popular with his fan base, but they just did not care. I don't know. Maybe that the whole love story with Ali Cash, Love Doug, Little Mean Kathleen, maybe just kind of took it out of the crowd for a bit. But, um, you know, this wasn't connecting at all. It was almost like didn't need to be booked. To be honest with you. The next match was a tag team match. Above the rest, Gabriel Sky and Tristan Ty defeated the main event of Jay Lyon and Midas Black with Pedro Donas. This match went 12 minutes and 4 seconds. Of a, ah, the main event are just miscasted as a, a heel. They're just not heels, man. They're, they've never seen the main event. It's M-A-N-E because Jay Lyon is like a heavier set guy that comes out with the lion mask and Minus Black is, you know, runs the circus and and he's, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a mid-card bay face underneath kind of team uh, and, you know, they're fun as a underneath team like that, but they turn heel and they just they just they're out of their outer element here and it shows. Um their heel work is just very non existent. They try here and there, but they just need to really study, 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 study because it's just not working. And Jay Lyon, like he's he's a bigger guy with a the big lion mask, it just doesn't look good. Um, he could do some stuff as a big guy. He can move around, you know, uh, really well and does the traditional lucha spots stuff. But like, it just doesn't look good, you know. It just doesn't look like you can't take it serious. That's what I'm saying. And then their heels, and they just don't, you know, they just don't know what to do. Um, above the rest, Gabriel Sky, Tristan Ty, both two really green guys, but good looking athletes. Tristan Ty has a really cool look to him. It looks like a little badass and um but this match is just was they were not connecting out there at all. They did a bunch of stuff, did a bunch of moves, but there's no story. Um it just kind of got it's kind of all mushed together, right? When I'm watching it. You know, nothing really stood out. Uh, Jay Lyon and uh Gabriel Sky, they started off with some lucha stuff that were so off and mistimed that just looked like didn't look good at all, <clears throat> and it never really recovered from there. It's just like I said, a bunch of just a bunch of stuff happened, um, and it went for twelve minutes, and it felt like twenty four minutes, felt like fucking an hour. I was like, when is this match gonna end? Um, Pedro Dones, who's the best worker of that match, is just on the outside. I don't know if he's hurt or what, but if he wasn't hurt, I w- again love to see him in a match with uh, Teddy Goods. Love to see him in a match with Ichiban, with Desmond. Desmond Cole with Bobby Orlando, you know, like it's just, I don't know why he wasn't in the ring, but he got kicked out because he got, inter- he interfered halfway in the match. Referee caught him, kicked him out. And, um, and then, like I said, and then the rest was just a bunch of moves and stuff. And above the rest, one, and like I said, they're the good athletes, you know, good, you know, they have potential, but they're just so green. 
And this, and this match was between two green teams, and they just the no one's no one's leading, and they're just doing a bunch of stuff. And I, don't know, I hope they kind of go back and kind of watch this match and learn from it, you know, and 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 and, and go to the veterans, you know, go to the veterans there that can, you know talk about this like yeah you got promise thomas there 20 years experience like go to him sit down with him watch this match and let him break it down to you man uh kenny don't you know what you let him break it down to you you know let let these guys that have been there done that like break it down and help guide you guys because there's there's talent here it's just they just they just need the guidance so the next match was max caster from the acclaimed from aw Defeating CPA nine minutes and four seconds. Max Caster, of course, one half of the most popular acts in AEW today, the acclaimed. But here in Beyond Wrestling, he's a heel. And he comes out, gets a good reaction because, you know, he's on that, he's on TV. Um, he doesn't do his rap because that will, you know, he's a heel here, so he's not gonna do his rap. So which is good. It's a good move. Like, you know, and he comes out and the fans and the tenants start kind of giving him crap, right? Go, they start chanting, go back to, go to Orlando because uh, apparently a couple wrestlers from AEW were scheduled uh, for this show originally. I think Willie Yuta was one of the, the um, big ones. I think Tracy Williams as well. And someone else they mentioned, but because of the ring of honor TV tapings in Orlando, AEW dark tapings in Orlando that, that same weekend, uh, they were pulled, and and so the fans were chatting, "Go to Orlando," and the best part of this whole match wasn't even the match; it was before it when Max Catcher said to effect like, "You guys don't know i I worked the I worked the main show. I don't work the YouTube shit, right?" Which I thought was hilarious, right? Thought that was a great line. Um, you know, does Barry when it's on the <laughs> YouTube show, but still, um, and I'll be CPA, Ugh, another guy, haha gimmick, one note joke, comes out, pants, button up shirt, clip on tie, his big thing is when he makes a comeback, he takes off his clip off. Clip on tie and throw, you know, just makes a it's like Lawler pulling the strap down, but Lawler drew money and this guy ain't drawing shit. Um, it's just, it's just, I've seen CPA before, and honestly, full disclosure, I fell asleep. <laughs> I just, I did. It just could not hold my interest. And by the time I woke up, I saw Caster. Won the match, and I was like, you know what? And you probably need to go back to watch it. But no, I'm not going to go back for a CPA match. I'm sorry. I'm just not, you know? And, and hey, you know, don't don't hate on me for not going back. It's just, what, what, what am I going to do? A guy CPA. It's like, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was, just started managing in uh, Northern California, right? I was managing my guy, Vince DeMarco. Like first guy I ever managed in wrestling, he was part of a uh, a tag team called the Mafia with uh, Chris Colioni, the former Chris Cole. Good solid team, 
and you know we're doing you know i was testing the waters of you know i wanted to get out of apw to kind of see how i would do outside i wanted to you know work with other crowds and work with different people so there was a company i was kind of short-lived up out antioch called brawl um is run by uh Married Joel Applebomber, who was Pogo the Clown in XPW. Former uh, Joel Applebomber is also former uh, APW guy. And uh, Rick Luxury, another longtime local Northern California talent. So we go out there and have a nice crowd there and everything. And we do our match and, you know, it's fine. Get a good reaction. It was fun, you know, cool, 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 good time. So after in the back, you know, we're. Vanessa Marco and I are sitting in the back and we're just kind of like, you know, we're done for the night. We're getting our stuff together. We're changing our clothes. And Joe Applebomber, the promoter of this, of this, uh, promotion brawl, he calls us over and goes, guys, come over here, come over here. You know, and me and Venice go over there and he's like, he goes, Italians, Italian thing. It's cool. It's cool. But what about this? What about, the manager, he points to me. You, you're the accountant, and you're 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 you know you're and you're and your character, Venice. You're like into stocks, and I'm just in my and I'm being respectful, and I'm just like listening, but inside my eye, inside yeah, I'm not rolling my eyes at him, but I am rolling my eyes, and, you know, like real, like okay, no, we're not gonna do this. This is ridiculous. And, you know, Venice is like, yeah, yeah, sounds cool. He's like shaking his head. And he because Venice is always excited about everything. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, thanks for the suggestion. You know, we'll think about it. But, you know, yeah, well, yeah, 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 thanks. So we go back and sit down and, you know, hang around and wait to get, you know, obviously get paid. You know, it's for showing to get paid. And Venice is like, what do you think, LaRocca? What do you think? Think it's cool, man. They'll get us a push here. And I'm like, Venice, or Vince is his real name. We're not going to do this stupid gimmick. <laughs> Let's be honest. Accountants, stockbrokers, or what the fuck you want us to do? Like, why? if we're stockbrokers and accountants, like, why are we here wrestling? Right? Wouldn't we be more, we be more, uh, more interested in looking at our funds, looking at our accounts, looking at our stocks? Why are we here wrestling? It's just stupid. So... Same thing with this gimmick CPA. Like, why is this guy wrestling? And it's just a, it's just a ridiculous gimmick, and not it's just not going to draw anything, in my opinion. And it just, but it's like a, a whole show full of these kind of characters, and it's a very makes a very frustrating watch. So. The next match was uh, Willow Nightingale versus uh, Dan Barry, which apparently was a surprise. I mean. I don't. I don't want you just want to advertise this. You know, I don't know if someone couldn't make it. I, I forget what they said on commentary, but just say it's going to be Dan Barry because, like, you know, Dan Barry's a, a a good talent, a qual a quality wrestler. You know, like, but like, if you're expecting a surprise and out comes Dan Barry, like you're you're like ah man bummer. You know, like you know, no no disrespect, but like, then you'd be a surprise. I love Willow Nightingale. She's fantastic. She's just, uh, just like little mean Kathleen, just a great baby face. You want to root for her. I'm glad she's in AEW, but I feel like they should feature her more. I feel like she can 
really connect with this audience. She kind of just does stuff. They bring her to use her for time to time. She loses. Um, I think she's was on ROH TV taping. I think she's challenged for the title already lost to uh, Athena already. Um, it's just, I feel like she can really connect and she's a good talent, you know? And this match was again, like, Willow Langell, she just has that personality. She's 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 fun loving. She's happy. She has that million dollar smile and Dan Barry. So like they're like just keep being cute to each other. Like haha, hey, Bayface, Bayface match. And I don't know. <laughs> it just wasn't int- again not nothing to really grab me. Nothing to really get my interest. It's like, it just it just happened, right? Willow won. Um, Barry, I don't know if he's. If he's been wrestling recently or something, he looked like he was kind of kind of struggling at the end. And, you know, Willow really just muscled him up for that doctor bond that she did. And she won. And there's a little tease of Dan Barry, like, hugging her and maybe turning on her and turning heel. But it was just a fun-loving joke. And that was it. So, finally, the match that I want to see and it did not disappoint. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Ryan Clancy in 13 minutes and 53 seconds. A really good match, I thought. Um, Zack did a great job in there as the, you know, he he worked. He didn't do anything like obvious cheating or anything, but it was just his aggressiveness, his cockiness, right? Um, really you know, got the crowd that really get behind Ryan Clancy, which is just probably his biggest match of his career this time. And he delivered. This kid's good. This kid gets it. He, uh, the story of the match was, um, Brad Hollister, who wasn't on the show yet, um, injured Ryan Clancy, I think at the wrestling open show. So, you know, Ryan Clancy went into this match with Zack Sabre Jr., who is a, Matt technician, submission artist, and and with with one uh, bad wing, right? So the story is, you know, Saber Jr. Of course, that's like easy target, right, for him, right? The bad shoulder, shoulders taped up on Clancy. Clancy just did a great job of selling, and also not dying in there and fighting back. Um, it was, and it is, and you could tell this crowd also felt it. And it was such an easy story to tell. It was, they were invested because these, both these guys are professionals and they want to make you believe. And these people are believing they're into it. They were just, they're into this whole match from the beginning to the end. Right. You know, it's, it did. They became wrestling fans again. Why they love wrestling again. Yeah. It's it's all those stuff's cute and fun and whatever, but it, it's not important this felt important it felt like you know it even though Clancy didn't win but at the end he was in a, a, a better position than he was before the match started um you could tell this kid's making improvement on his body um he's cut down on the on the classic 30s type wrestler guy and just making it more his own and dialing it down to making it more of a, instead of like being a gimmick, like, you know, he's now he's honoring the traditions of wrestling. He's not being a parody of the thirties now. Right. Um, 
really enjoyed this match and uh, really impressed with Zack Sabre Jr. in this match as well. Just to you know to bring up that's 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 that's, that's just a good worker coming to an area, helping a guy get over, helping a guy build to the next level for that home crowd. You know, he won, but at the end of the day, like really Clancy won. Clancy leveled up. So it's definitely worth your time to watch. I don't know if you if you if you're listening to this and you have the IWTV subscription, go in there, watch this match. If there's one match to watch, this is the match to watch, right? Um very impressed. Really, really enjoyed it. You could tell tell like there was a online promo um with uh zach saber jr and god what's that girl's name she's a really good um interviewer and yeah and saber really put put clancy over in this promo you know like he was really you could tell like he's very impressed and um God, what's her name? She's so good. I feel bad for for miss missing her name. I just oh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna drive me insane. But she, it was a, it was a really good prom, you know, interview from. It felt like a sport. You know, he just he like man, this kid came out of nowhere. Where did where did you guys been hiding this guy? Where's you know where's he been? And it's like now it's now he's on Zaber Saber's radar. You know he. Oh, this is good stuff, man. This really made me happy. It's really happy and worth my time to to watch this fucking show, to get to this match. All the craziness I had to go through, all the stuff that was like drive me insane. It's just nice that and it was not, not you know, Chang Thomas, Thomas Antel as well, good wrestling match. You know, and this match here. Really just okay, this is why I love wrestling. These are the matches that really, you know, really just are memorable and stay with you. And like I said, at the end of it, Ryan Clancy is in a better position. Saber, you know, he's still in his position. He's fine, right? He made a guy. Good stuff, in my opinion. You know, I you know, I just thought it was tremendous. So definitely go out of your way. Watch this match. Um, it is uh, it is truly a, a a very 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 good match. And you know Ryan Clancy, I yeah, you know, I I'm gonna go to rant here, but there's all these tournaments out there. There's all these people getting I see getting booked all over the place, and these and I'm like they're flying these guys out. They're flying this guy out. Why? Because of a gif. Right, of a fucking gift. They did one stupid spot, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy does a twisty 450." Oh, look at this guy, Commander. He can run the ropes and run to the next rope and do a dive, while the guy, his opponent, been sitting there watching the whole time, run the rope and not moving. Like, but he does this cool flip, and he's awesome. And you know, let's you know, and there you guys got like fucking Ryan Clancy just wrestling his heart out. Yeah. Invictus Cash, you have all these great talents that are just should be more, should be over all over the place. Chang Thomas, they should be everywhere, you know, in demand. But you know, Mark promoters are flying in commander and you know, Tony Khan, look at him. 
Booking Commander. There's a million guys on this roster, but hey, I have a ladder match, and you guys just jump off shit. I'm Booking Commander, and I'm sure he's going to do some crazy stuff. I'm going to the show tomorrow as I tape in this. You're going to hear this on the weekend. I've already been to my first ever AEW show, AEW Dynamite at the Cow, historic Cow Palace. That's uh, going to look like uh, for, a, you know, AEW, for the Cow Palace show. Right now, like 3,500 seats are sold. Maybe closer. Maybe maybe by now, closer to 4,000. Not a good. Not a good look for a national wrestling company. So, but I'm just like, like, okay, this guy. Like, why isn't Invictus Cash signed? Why isn't Ryan Clancy getting look? Why is Chang Thomas? Um, uh, just some tons of talent out there, man. And it's just like get frustrating. I see a lot of these guys not missing out on opportunities. And these guys that just can't work a lick, but they do one flashy thing, like El Viking Kingo. Like, what the, I'm going on a little rant here, but my goodness gracious, give me a break. He does a bunch of flips and stuff. It makes no sense. It's just, you know, he has to do these big circus act spots where your opponent sits there and watches you do two f- jumps, the rope, to flip, the twist, and he stands there to get hit with it when the guy comes down. It's like, do you want to just move and win the fucking match, right? I don't know, because it's, oh, it's all fake, dude. It's all fun. It's just wrestling, you know? Yeah, shit. You know, make me believe. Make me believe. And I thank you, Zack Sabre Jr. Thank you, Ryan Clance, for making me believe for those 13 minutes. I really appreciate you guys, and thank you so much. All right. Final match. Match number 12. Holy cow. It is the the Miracle Generation, Dustin Waller and Kylon King, versus Violence is Forever, Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo for the IWTV Independent Wrestling Tag Team Championship. This match went 15 minutes and 6 seconds. The Miracle Generation defeated Violence is Forever for the tag team titles. And this match... Again, like the main event versus uh, above the the rest match. It's a lot of stuff. A lot of moves. But no real story. At one point, it just it's just a four-way, right? With guys hitting a bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't know how many times this match I saw someone hit something on the top rope, cover, and... Look up, waiting for some other guy to come off the top rope to break the count. It just. These. Man. They. You know, the Miracle uh, Generation tag team, the hometown tag team, very popular tag team. And you have the the traveling, you know, world tag team champions, uh, you know, coming in to defend titles and. There's no, there's no story here. It's just moves. There's no like the violence is forever being dominant, and you know the the Bayface hometown team not selling, desperately trying to, you know, you know make that hot tag, make win this championship. It's just moves. It's just moves we see. You know, it's just constant boom, 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 boom. Oh, this is awesome. You know, chance blah blah. I you know just. But no real emotion. 
no real story, you know. I just, you know, Kevin Koo and Garini, they could have been more, they could have been more vicious. They could have been more, like, you know, cut the pace slow and more methodical and, and really heat on one of the, you know, probably Kylon King would have been the guy, you know, because Dustin Waller is the better of the two and he's more exciting of the two and you want to make the hot tag to him, but, you know, be just really physical. They were doing stuff. They, they attempted it, but it just didn't work. It wasn't working, you know, because these guys are all green and they're, you know, they're not, they're not used to, they're just used to doing stuff. They just, they, that's, that's, that's what they were trained. That's how they, that's what they do. They don't, you know, I don't know if they study tapes, but they should study tapes, but study tapes of the classic U S tag teams. I know there's a lot of, yep. Yeah. Well, if you're going to study Japan, go to stuff from all Japan in the nineties, you know, and, but, but, you know, maybe you're going to watch the, the traveling heel champions, the world heel tag team champions, heel, you know, and how they work with the bait, like watch midnight express, um, watch totally an iron. Um, those are the classics. Um, you know, just study, and they could have really told a nice story here, and it could have been a lot more emotional. Yeah, people were excited. The Bayface team, hometown Bayface team, won the titles, and I do think it's very cool. By the way, that what IWTV does they they created a singles champion and they created a tag team champion now that travels to all their you know promotions that are are on their network, you know, like there's like their, I think that's cool. I like that. I think it's, that's very cool. And I don't know how many promotions are able to do it, but like, you know, I don't know how it all works out, but um, it's kind of like their own little NWA deal. And I, I dig that. Right. It, it can mean something if you do it right. And, um, and it was cool that the hometown team won I just wish they would have told a better. It would have been a better match and more dramatic match. It just was just again a bunch of stuff that just happens, a bunch of moves that just they just do, and no real story to grab you, you know. So overall, I I will say this is you know not a good show, but there was a really good match with Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Ryan Clancy, which is definitely one to see. And the opener with you know Chang Thomas and and Thomas Centel was a solid opener. But other than that, there was a lot of a lot of ha ha, a lot of gaga, and you know like who has time for that, right? So I would definitely watch those two matches. If you want to watch just one, definitely watch the uh, Clancy versus Zack Saber Jr. match, and uh, that'd be definitely well worth your time. So I hope you guys like this review of Beyond Wrestling. Uh, it's the first time you ever listened to this podcast. I, I'm just I'm just honest, man. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just don't want to like, oh, well, they try hard, and, and, and you know, like, like let's, let's, let's. I mean, this is how I learned. You know, this is the you know, v- veterans I was working with would just tell me what wasn't good. They'd be honest. That's what you want. You want honesty. You know, um, when someone reviews anything, you, you know, you don't want to just be play nice. You know. I'm not saying bash people. I'm not trying to, I wasn't trying to bash anyone here. I'm just, I'm trying to just give an honest opinion. Be crit, you know, I'm constructive criticism. I think there's a lot of talent here. You know, there's a lot of talent in Beyond Wrestling. Uh, I think it's actually, I think that the area is rich in talent. It's just getting these guys and gals to, 
think beyond haha and the gaga like i you know said earlier and th- think about telling the stories getting people invested in your match not like oh hey 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 we're at a show they know they're at a show they're no they're but make them believe right um i was just talking to my friend about this a person i really respect in the wrestling business has been doing it for a very long time and he put it to me yeah, you know, I already know. I know this already, but he, you know, he just reiterated, like, dude, he knows when he watches the Dark Knight that Heath Ledger's not really the Joker. He knows this, right? He knows he he's watching an actor, right? When he goes in that movie theater, he knows he's watching a performance. But when the lights dim and the movie starts, Heath Ledger. Is makes you believe that he is the Joker. He is this crazy man. He is. He wants to kill Batman. He wants to take over the world and cause chaos. He doesn't just stop and look at the camera and go, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'm just Heath Ledger. I'm having fun here. No. Right? And that's why I think we've lost it in wrestling. You know, we, it's everyone just wants to go out there and do the goofiness and do the joke and pop themselves. And instead of like getting the people invested in their matches, right? Like there can, there's, there's definitely is a, is room for levity in wrestling. I don't say everything has to be serious from the first match, to the main event, you know, like I said, there, uh, there's a spot for, a boogie woogie man, Jimmy Fallon. There's a spot for a Bobby Orlando. There's a spot for a Love Doug. Uh, a Willow Nightingale. Um, you know, but like, it's just the stuff like CPA and um, the main event and stuff that is just tongue in cheek bullshit. And it's just, dude, I don't have no time for that. You know, I want, I want to, I want. To suspend disbelief, you know. I want to be. I want to be like. Well, when I was watching Zack Saber Jr. versus Ryan Clancy, I wasn't just, you know, I was engaged what they're doing. They they because the work was so good. Clancy was such a great underdog, right? He was such a fighting underdog, and you know, he he you're like pulling for him. You want this kid to get his biggest win of his career. And Saber Jr. was fantastic in his role as the veteran and. You know, and and he, you know, he would be dominant, but then show a vulnerability, and and oh my god, is this kid gonna pull it out? And really cool shit, man. So that was awesome. So hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any comments, any thoughts, or you have a, sh- a show suggestion you want me to watch to review, hit me up on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Um, love to hear your feedback on the show. Everyone, enjoy your weekend, be safe, and I'll see you next week. Take care.